Hey guys, today we'd like to touch on something with you that's so important. When we think about our relationship with God and sin, which is this thing that is in our flesh, our flesh delights in, our flesh wants to do, and our spirit doesn't want to, right? When we become saved, we give our life to Jesus, to Yeshua. It's this internal battle we have. And, and the devil, Satan, wants to convince us that every other day we're falling in and out of salvation based off how we've done today, whether we've fallen into a temptation or made a mistake. And that divorces us from God, makes us feel like God is far away, even if it's not actually reality. And it causes us to actually turn further away from God. And this is a, a cyclical effect. And then we don't have empowerment to overcome our sin. We fall into another temptation and we feel that God is further away and further away because of the guilt, shame and condemnation we are living in. This whole concept that Satan tells us that you're too far gone, you've messed up too many times, God can't forgive you, God won't forgive you. Why even try? Just go hide in the bushes. Right. And you start feeling all this and then you don't want to pray anymore. Mm -hmm because you feel so guilty and ashamed because of your sin. And then it's like cyclical. And like then there's no other choice but to just walk away from God completely, because after all, you feel so far already because of those lies you've been listening to. Right, right, right. So let's talk a little bit about that, that relationship with God and that relationship with sin that all believers are going to have to fight. Mm. Now, Hebrews 10, 26, I want to, us to consider because this is really the verse that really scares a lot of people. And to be fair, it should scare us. Okay, let's read and then let's think about what it means biblically. Hebrews 10 26. If we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God, profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and outraged the spirit of grace? That right. is a hectic verse. Right. Verses. Right. It's, it's quite hectic. And yeah. I'm in some way grateful for it. It's a warning, but at the same time, it's scary sounding, but we have to figure out like, what does it actually mean? Now, this is the key word here. If we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So you can have a sacrifice for sins. Jesus saved me. I'm, I'm in relationship with him. But he's saying, if you go on sinning deliberately, and notice the language there, you continue in it deliberately. Now, deliberately, we need to ask ourselves, what does that mean? Right. And so, like you mentioned in the beginning, this fear of I messed up, am I divorced from God's presence, am I, have I lost my salvation? But the terminology used in this verse, the sinning, going on, continuing this deliberately describes habitual rebellious sin where there is no uh, conviction, you've silenced the Holy Spirit's voice because you've decided you like this thing so much, you're either indifferent or you don't really don't care. You will continue in this sin habitually. Right. And like, so we can make an example of this. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a difference between someone who struggles with a temptation and someone who is practicing sin. Right. Okay. So there is a difference between a 
practicing homosexual mm -hmm. or a practicing adulterer or right. a practicing thief, a practicing idolater, yes. and someone who is tempted and may make a mistake falling into temptation. And then repents. Yes. And see, the, the difference is the heart posture. Mm -hmm. Because the one is so concerned with pleasing the father that the moment that he makes a mistake that he's like, God, I just did this. Oh, Lord, this is not who you called me to be. Oh, God, I'll help me. Give me strength. Mm -hmm. I repent. There's that. And there's the heart posture that is, yeah, I, I'm a practicing thief. I take stuff. I mean, right. Or this is just who I am. I was born a serial murderer, so I can be a Christian and be a serial murderer or a, <laughs> any other or a um, gossiper. Even even here's the thing. This yeah. is not just the obvious sins. If someone is the, is delighting in gossip and they do not turn from that sin, right. that is murder of the heart. The moment you make excuses to say, I can continue in this right. one pet sin that I really, really don't want to get rid of because I like it so much. So I've excused it and I still say I can follow Christ and continue in this blatant sin that is in opposition to Christ. You're trampling his sacrifice underfoot. Right. So when we are struggling with temptation, we have to look internally at how what is my heart posture really towards this thing I'm facing mm -hmm. right now. And even if this is something that you have been struggling with for a long time, because some addictions can take time to get total freedom from some people get supernaturally set free quickly. And and, and there may be other issues or other people who struggle with things for longer durations of time. But the question is, is, is there progress? Are you actually taking steps forward to freedom? Are you actually fighting this? Are you actually like running with the father and trusting in his power? So if you want to know, like, how do you overcome sin? You can ask God, God, how do I overcome sin? How do I live a life that is the way that you lived? How do I walk out perfectly? He will tell you I did it. And really in that answer of what he did, the life that he lived, never sinned, lived perfectly. That is the answer of how we live that way. It means that the power to overcome sin is literally in the life of Yeshua. In the life of Jesus is the power to overcome sin because he's the only one who's ever done it. His life was the only one who's ever done it. His life is the only one who can do it, even in yours. So that means that you need to not depend on your life to overcome sin and your in what you can do, your behavior modifications, even though it's good for us to to try our best and strive for righteousness, ultimately is going to be the power that's in the life of Christ that's going to set us free. So we have to have relationship with the life of Christ, with him as the person of who he is. We have to actually trust that he's the only one who can set us free and not trust in our own abilities. And then say, Yeshua, I'm grabbing yours. You must be the one to set me free. I'm trusting in you. Help me, help me, help me. And so turning to him when we fall into sin, instead of looking at the sin, but turning to him, turning to his righteousness, his glory, not running from the sin, but running to him, not not running from God, but running towards God, mm -hmm. looking towards God. Those are the keys to overcoming sin.
And it's another reason why Yeshua came was we know he came to be an example so we can look at how he lived, how he walked, to walk as he walked. And how he defines sin. Exactly. But now we're looking at, okay, so if we're getting rid of, there's a specific sin that we've been struggling with. And so we're trying to get that out of our life. We're seeking the Father. But there can be a void now. Let's just say you spend every evening looking at stuff on the computer you know you shouldn't be looking at on your phone, whatever. And you've decided, I'm not going to do that anymore. But now your evening is empty. This is an obvious example. You need to fill that void with something edifying, something biblical, something that will put your attention towards the the, the positive direction versus the negative, right? It's Otherwise, it's a black hole. It will just draw you back in to fill it with something else, maybe something different, but something unedifying or destructive of a different flavor. Like, look at Yeshua. What was he spending his time doing? Start implementing some of those things as well. He went out and he ministered to people. He prayed with people. It's not going to maybe always look the same depending on your circumstance and circles, but start incorporating these aspects of Yeshua's life into your life. Fill these voids because we need to. Otherwise, the enemy wants to take ground back again, and we need to say and stand firm and say, no, instead, I will follow Yeshua. Right. When he was in the wilderness, he spent time in the presence of the Father. That's how he withstood the temptation of the devil. He was in the presence and he knew the word. Are you in the presence and do you know the word? And being in the presence is not just uh, five minutes before you go to bed. Okay, Being in the presence of God is actually being conscious about making time to spend with him, setting time aside and saying, God, this is now your time. Mm -hmm. If you want to make time for TikTok and Facebook and your addiction, surely you can make time for your father who's in heaven. Absolutely. Something I found that was helpful for me in um, finding freedom from certain things that in my life was finding people that needed help as well to mm -hmm. encourage them so that my focus and also it empowered me and encouraged me to speak the word to them, to be light to them, to speak life to them and to bring the verses and whatever that needed for correction to them because that was also what I needed to hear at the same point, but it was also helping someone else. So my focus was instead of the distractions and the emptiness of an evening was hey, there's someone that needs ministering, that needs discipleship, right. that needs love. And, and the Holy Spirit is going to work through us as ministers. And that filling of the Spirit gives life to our mortal bodies. It gives us a new life. Right. And that is the in contrast to the death yes. that sin produces the destruction. in destruction. Because its end result is death and destruction. Right. It does not yield anything. Another thing that is so important is your testimony. We have all had sins, struggles, things we've had to overcome or that we're still working on overcoming. And you sharing your testimony with others is powerful. And it also actually helps you as well that this is who I am. This is who I will be. This is who I desire. This is the goal. I am no longer that person who cheats, lies, looks at indecent pornography thing. I'm no longer that per I am not. I do not claim the identity. I am made new. I am a new creation in Christ, in Yeshua. And this is my testimony. He has set me free and I will walk in that freedom every single day, making that choice. Amen. So guys, here's, I guess, the key and the conclusion of this matter. We mm. can fear God because we are a horrible sinner, but we can also have hope because he is a wonderful savior. Yes. The power of the cross to save us. We have to respect, honor, cherish, understand that he with the power to resurrect us from the dead, the dead mm -hmm. 
I mean, to die is a consequence of sin. He's saying, I will resurrect you, even though you have fallen short, I will come for you. That is what he calls us to. What we make sure is that our hearts are right, that we are living in repentance, that we are living in sanctification, that we are looking to not make excuses, but to look more like him. And when we do those things, we can take comfort that he will rise us from the dead. As he has done when you choose to be baptized, you are dying as he died and you are being raised again to new life because of his great love for you and the calling he has in your life. All the things the enemy wants to put on you, the addictions, the things of your past that do not define you are there to destroy your future, both here on earth and spiritually and in the end. So we want to simply surrender and say, Father, I accept your will for my life and I choose you. Right. So guys, I hope that this has blessed you. Please consider subscribing and liking this video and a big special thank you to all of our partners who make each of these every month possible. Many blessings to you. Shalom. Shalom.